I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader, and with me, as always, I pulled him through a golf hole into this podcast, which he can never escape from. It is Nick Shermooksness. Nick, hello. Hey, David. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be a weird... That's a weird way of uh, transport transportation, you know. Um, but but maybe like pretty green if you think about it. Uh, yeah, tune power. We can explore. <laughs> the... Be very renewable. Yeah. Well, I mean, you all are are so yeah words. Uh, you also are the like tallest person that I know, and so I, I imagine that you've never been asked about playing basketball before in your life. I did actually play basketball in my life for about uh, two seasons. It was kind of like an after-school-ish program. And um, the first season, no one ever passed me the ball. <laughs> and the second season, I... No, way. I take that back. In the first season, the one time I got past the ball, I got it into the hoop, except it was the other team's hoop. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I think in the second season, I got the ball in except it was just after the buzzer rang or whatever oh. buzzers do buzz after the buzzer buzzed and um that that's my legacy that's that's what i bring to the table wow I, that's uh wow we've known each other for so long I, I never knew that i wasn't great i wasn't great uh, uh, you sound like a um, legend in my uh, i was tall but i was not great yeah, it's fine i'm i am of average or like just slightly below average height so i've had no dreams of basketball and uh, no one ever really asks me to play so that works out all the same i have no idea if our guest this week has ever played basketball i'm guessing we could ask him but before we do that we're going to introduce him he's the guy that brought our subject this week and he is part of the comedy band the noise noodles it is dj dj welcome to the show yeah thanks for having me um and to answer the question I played church league basketball, so I didn't play like real basketball. Uh, and the most points I had in the season was five. Uh, our team didn't win a game and it got to the point where they just put me in in the second half. And then the coach told everyone to feed me the ball until I started getting points. <laughs> well, I mean, that's support, at least. Uh, it sounds like you had a certain level of, of you know, the, them trying to get you to score which is yeah. nice. I was Please. a big uh, defense and passing. I mean, that's, that's what I, whenever I do play, I'm just like, who wants this ball? Even somebody on the other team, please get it, get it away from me. I cannot be trusted. The person that can be trusted with the ball, though, at all times, is Michael Jordan, who is in this film. That's right. We watched Space Jam. This 1996 kids' film sees Michael Jordan recruited by the Looney Tunes who are under threat of enslavement at an intergalactic theme park, their only hope beating the villainous Monstars in basketball. I don't think I needed to really explain the plot. I think everybody knows what Space Jam is at this point. Yeah, but still. DJ, 
you brought this to us. This is the part of the show where we explain our own personal histories with the topic. So what's your history with Space Jam and why'd you decide to bring it here today? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Space Jam's at the top of my mind uh, more than usual because uh, the sequel just came out and I went to see it in theaters. That's the first movie I have seen in theaters uh, since the pandemic. Um and yeah, this is the first Space Jam is a movie I loved growing up. Uh, it actually came out. It came out in 1996. I was born in 1999, so after this film was released. Uh, however, I watched the first Space Jam so much through my childhood. Um, I had this movie on VHS. Uh, and every time I was sick and couldn't go to school, I would watch this movie every single time. And that was a lot. I got sick a lot as a kid. So <laughs> this might be the movie I've watched the most out of any film ever. Well, excellent. Nick, I want to know, how much did you age when he said he was born in 1999? Because my back started I, hurting. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that must have been nice. Turn <laughs> of the century and all that. Uh, <laughs> um yeah oh man but what's what's your history with uh with space jam oh yeah yeah space jam is what we're here not the existential dread of getting older um so it's okay so i was definitely a big fan of space jam um as a youngin uh i was alive for the the release Uh, i think i must have been about like eight years old uh, 1996 right yeah that sounds about right Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, also, like, I'm not a sports guy, like, at all. I mean, I live in a pretty sporty uh, region of the United States, um, and uh, it never really took with me. Like I said, I did play basketball, and you kind of understand exactly how good I was uh, or not. Um, but for some reason, I was really into Michael Jordan for a period of time. Uh, like, I I, ha- I went, like, hunting for... Um, like the, the, the basketball cards or whatever, um, playing cards, or I don't think they were playing cards, but anyway, you get the idea. Uh, I also remember doing, I guess it was kind of a book report in the fifth grade. Um, or at the very least we had to pick like a celebrity of some type and do like a presentation on them as them. Uh, thankfully the story doesn't get worse. Uh, I just wore a Michael Jordan Jersey uh, and did my presentation, and then I got dinged because I didn't make my own jersey. Um, so anyway, was really into Michael Jordan, it, which honestly the timeline of events for me is a bit hazy. So it may have been after Space Jam, or I may have been partially interested in Space Jam, both because of Looney Tunes, but also because Michael Jordan was in it. Unclear. It's like a whole memento type situation. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so going into it, um, I don't know if I watched it constantly after the fact, it's definitely been a long time since I've seen it, but I I was a huge fan of it when I was young. I don't blame you for being interested in Michael Jordan. He's like one of the greatest players of all time. If not the greatest player, I'm sure, you know, there's somebody yelling right now about where his ranking is. I mean, the guy's got two more Olympic gold medals than I do. Uh, so I'm certainly (laughs) not going to not going to try to assess my skill versus his. Um, For myself with Space Jam, I definitely saw it as a kid, saw it in theaters, had like a love for it, but really have not seen this movie in 
God, I don't even, I can't even estimate how long, probably close to 20 years. Uh, like I probably last saw it when it was playing on TV at, at some point and just like caught pit parts of it in passing. And it's just been nothing really ever since. It's perfect for this podcast. Uh, it is like, it's a prime thing that so many people remember. And like Space Jam is so awesome to the point where they finally made the sequel to it. And uh, is it still awesome? I don't know. We're going to discuss it and find out. But before we do, Nick... Can you tell us the world's history with Space Jam? Yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll say that uh, doing the research that there was, it's actually a fairly complicated process to do a live action slash animated mixed film. Uh, so I'm really boiling it down into um, pretty um, broad details here. But anyway, uh, Space Jam was born from a couple of Super Bowl Nike ads where Michael Jordan teamed up with Bugs Bunny. Warner Brothers was initially hesitant to allow Bugs Bunny to be modernized, but the ads proved successful and the film was greenlit after a meeting between a Nike executive who went unnamed uh, and producer Ivan Reitman, who you might know as the director of the Ghostbusters films. Never heard of it. Yeah, they're little indie films. Most people oh, okay. didn't bother. Um, the project was shuttered temporarily when Jordan retired from basketball, was brought, but was brought back when he returned to the sport in 1995. Joe uh, Pickcut was brought in to direct, though, only months before principal photography. Interestingly, Spike Lee was also interested in helping Pickcut with the screenplay, but was blocked by Warner Brothers over how he funded Malcolm X. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> production. Yeah, I'm trying to like imagine like a Spike Lee stamp on, on Space Jam, and uh, I think it would probably have been good, but we didn't get it. Yeah. Um, production found it difficult to get actors involved because of the film being centered around an athlete and an animated character. Um, besides the additional athletes and Bill Murray, Danny DeVito was the only celebrity voice actor in the film. The film released on November 15, 1996, engrossed a worldwide total of $250.2 million. It was a huge success despite mixed reviews and expanded into a multimedia franchise including comics and video games. A new standalone sequel, as we've mentioned, uh, starring LeBron James, recently released in 2021, which is this year. Yes. Now, Nick, I do have to take a little bit of of umbrage with something that you said where you said besides the other athletes and Bill Murray, Danny DeVito is the only other like celebrity in the film. My man, Wayne Knight is right there. Uh, so first off celebrity voice actor okay. is what I said. Wayne Knight, who obviously is a God <laughs> is not, it was not a voice actor in the film though. He has a fantastic voice. And also just like the most annoying role in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel bad for 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 Wayne Knight in the film because at some point it sort of just became like a recurring fat joke, more or less. That's unfortunately true, and we've seen that happen with other stuff, like stuff from like the '80s and '90s. They that was something that was still like totally okay was making fun of a person for being fat, and I don't know. It's just it's it's kind of weird to see now and like not funny at all. Yeah, Wayne Knight does get the opportunity to be part of the weirdest, most uncanny valley CGI sequence in any movie ever, though. <laughs> yeah, when he gets squished, he gets squished and then blow up into a balloon, right? Yeah, yeah. and then uh, it smells really bad. <laughs> yes, but it did. Like that was surprisingly really good. Uh, the like CGI of him being like squashed. I was actually like really impressed. 
with how that looked. I was afraid of that scene as a kid. That's the <laughs> one scene that when I watched it as a child, I would like not watch with all of my attention on the screen. <laughs> kind of like have your, you're watching through the, your fingers sort of thing. Yeah. I, I remember having feelings like that. I, not in this though. I, I will say that I had a s similar experience rewatching it earlier uh, with Michael Jordan being turned into a basketball that I thought was a bit nightmare fuel. Um, but I do remember like as a kid, there would be scenes in certain movies where like, it's like I'd be embarrassed by it for some reason. And I would like hide my face under the pillows or something to like not acknowledge its existence. I, I don't know <laughs> if that's, it made me think of that for some reason. I get, I think I do that with the office now. I just can't handle Michael Scott most of the time. <laughs> that's fair. So uh, DJ in the film, who, who was your favorite Looney Tune? I guess is, is another, is a good place to start. Ooh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think as a kid, Bugs is the one that stands out the most, uh, and he's like the the main guy with the Looney Tunes. Uh, so that, but I think as I've grown older, I've grown to appreciate Daffy more because like everybody knows someone who is like Daffy and is just the like drama queen um like nobody really like people quite should question why he's around um <laughs> and i feel like that's even more so the case when thinking about like a basketball team and i am a big sports guy and just about every team in the nba has one of those guys on their team right now uh, so i want to uh, ask you you and your uh, your your comedy band the noise noodles i know it's you and your your cousin right Yep, that's correct. So which one of you is the uh the bugs and which one of you is the daffy? <laughs> um I think I could see myself more as the daffy just cuz I think I'm the more like explosive and uh in your face personality whereas uh my cousin is a lot more like laid back like bugs and uh yeah, I think uh, he's a little more subtle with things. Mm. Now, Nick, between the two of us, who's the Daffy, who's the Bugs? We have, we have never explored this dynamic. It's true. I'm just going to say right now, you're definitely the Daffy. I, I hate that you're right. <laughs> I, I think I think you, you dream of being the Bugs, right? Like, you, you probably have, like, if wow, this was, like, cuts. a BuzzFeed quiz, you're probably, like you know, or whatever, like Daffy, like ekes out bugs, but you're definitely more Daffy than bugs. Yeah. I'm, I'm prone to the bout of like, I'll be in my trailer. The show can't go on without me, but absolutely it can. <laughs> but also at the same time, it can't, who else is going to bring this energy? I mean, I, I, Nick, you can't, you can't turn your beak around onto the back of your head. If you get shot in the face. It's, it's true. It's one of the few shortcomings I have as a person, honestly. <laughs> There was uh, something when when the kids were watching the cartoon, they were watching Looney Tunes um, when like the the monsters or the aliens showed up. Not, they weren't the monsters yet, but the aliens showed up and they were like, we have to have a, a meeting. And Porky Pig comes in and interrupts the cartoon and takes them out of there. So are they performing anytime that you're watching 
a Looney Tunes cartoon. Are they performing it live? Is that what this film is supposing? Is that this cartoon? We've got an emergency cartoon character, a union meeting to go to. Yeah, I think I want to say they explore that more in Looney Tunes back in action, too, which is another like live action, but not completely Looney Tunes movie that has Brendan Fraser in it. Well, now I'm intrigued. Oh, right. I don't know if I ever watched that, but you're right. Um, also, side note, um, the aliens are called the Nerdlocks. They have names, but they don't say those names in the film at all. They only appear true. in the credits. And they each have, like, it's like Nerdlock and then a name. And I don't remember all their names, but they do have names. Wow. Yep, missed that totally. If only we lived in an age where uh, we could find... Oh, hey, look, here they are. Uh, there is Nerdlock Pound, or Nerdluck Pound, as uh, one of them, Nerdluck Blanco, Nerdluck Bang, Bupkiss, and Not, N-A-W-T. And then, but then when they turn into the, the Monstars, they become the Monstar, Pound, uh, Bang, Bupkiss, all that enough which they okay charles barkley and patrick ewing are not that big <laughs> the, <laughs> the monsters they take their basketball talent and makes them into literal monsters but these guys aren't that big i've just i'm just saying i'm questioning the logic of the film <laughs> well they don't take their height they take their talent because they don't like oh. like the basketball players don't shrink um you got me there so maybe it's just like the essence of their talent makes the the nerd lux taller for whatever reason. Hmm. Well, he's that's, got me there. I can't. That's very sound. Very. It, uh, I literally. I have no way to defend it. It certainly raises some questions, though. Right. Then, like, why? Then, if the talent is proportional to their size, why is Muggsy Bogues' guy still short? <laughs> they say in that his talent. You know, he had, he had a lot of heart. This is what it came down to. True. The opening credits of this film, Charles Barkley is like the third named person. Charles Barkley is not in this movie enough to get that credit, if you ask me. I'm assuming when that kind of stuff happens, it's just like a bunch of backroom deals with producers and manager, talent managers and stuff, just being like... If you want Charles Barkley in this film, he's got to be like at least number three. Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> I do, I do miss those classic Suns uniforms. The purple, oh, those were so good. Yeah, and I mean, Larry Bird is also in this movie, oh, yeah. and I think he's in it more than Charles Barkley, <laughs> and he's a big name, but I don't think he's even in the credit sequence. No, it's, yeah, it, it, this world supposes that Larry Bird and Bill Murray are good friends that just, like, hang out. I, I gotta be honest, I, I don't know when I saw Ghostbusters in relation to Space Jam, if it was around the same time. And, you know, trying to follow certain actors wasn't really something that I cared about, even at a young age. Um, I, I'm obviously trying to remember, like, my eight-ish year old self. But I don't think if I picked up on it that Bill Murray wasn't a basketball player. And I remember, <laughs> and I don't think I quite understand, like, the sequence of events. So when he shows up 
more or less in the climax and then like he helps out the team and then they win and then he's like all right i'm retiring i'm over i remember being like really sad as a kid just like oh wow like we're watching this guy retire knowing that it's like like even as a kid like i know it's a cartoon and potentially not real though at eight years old i think i really wanted like the ninja turtles to be real so chances are i probably at least slightly hope that space jam was actually happening um (laughs) anyway i just yeah that's just a random point i'm bringing up but like i i don't think i understood who bill murray was and thought he was actually a basketball player i have a worse one along that same line though because when i was a kid uh, I, for a brief period, thought that Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson were the same person. <laughs> so I thought that this was just one person who was a really good singer and musician who was also really good at basketball. I mean, has, has Michael Jordan ever had a music career? We don't, we don't know what potential is yet untapped. That's true. <laughs> That's a fair point. And maybe, I mean, maybe they were, maybe the, he had to kill off the Michael Jackson character because it was becoming too much to live, live the two lives. But I love Nick that you looked at Bill Murray and were like, yeah, that guy's a basketball player. (laughs) I, I was a naive child. Bill Murray's role in this is weird too, because as the movie goes on, I'm less convinced he's doing the script. Because uh, he is like aware that he is in a movie. He's when he shows up, and they're like, "How did you get here?" He says, "I'm friends with one of the producers, and he just had a teamster come and pick me up." Right. Producer's a friend of mine. Just had a teamster come and drop me off. You know. Uh huh. Well, that's how it goes. They definitely. I mean, it's obviously like a, a zany fourth wall breaking film already. Like especially with the Looney Tunes. So, I mean. How else are you going to get Bill Murray back in the room just to have him be in the film more, I guess? As a kid, there's no way I would have ever gotten that line. Like that, like that, that's one of the few lines watching it now that I thought was like really funny. I guess that's a good question, too. Were there any things, anything watching it now like as adults for either of you that, that you found uh, amusing or maybe like didn't really get as a kid? um there's the one scene where the psychiatrist is talking to i want to say it's patrick ewing uh and his line is um are you how what is it it's like are you seeing any deficiencies in any other areas of your life yeah uh and there's like very the song that's playing there's a very clear like this is a sexually charged joke Right. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other areas besides basketball where you find yourself yeah. unable to perform? Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked all of the, I had probably completely forgotten them, but all the scenes of like, you know, the specialist trying to figure out what's wrong with the basketball players or the basketball players trying to, you know, figure out, like they go to a psychic who like, predicts everything accurately but obviously it's so stupid <laughs> to, to say that they're like this this was a waste of time yeah i liked uh i that whole sequence i thought was really funny too and i liked at one point i think it was uh, i think it was charles barkley was like in church praying and he's like saying the things that he like won't do anymore and one of them was like i won't see madonna anymore yeah <laughs> which like as a kid i knew who madonna was but like didn't get why that would have been funny 
they did they date like is that is that why or um i don't know i mean but just you know madonna's whole reputation being like a very you know sex positive figure um i think like and then having him pray and saying like i will never you know i won't see madonna anymore is just is is funny it's true um but apparently so apparently the rumors of them dating was because of the prayer scene um but in actuality i mean i'm just kind of jumping around google links here um it's not true that he only met her one time when she was in Phoenix. Uh, and also apparently because of the rumors that may have contributed to his mother-in-law's heart attack this weekend, dot, dot, dot. What? I, I, I mean, I'm not clicking on the link. I'm just reading um, the people also ask section of Google searches. <laughs> so take, take that as you will. So uh, this is a story that I might cut out of the episode later. Um, but my dad knew... Charles Barkley, when he was in Phoenix, um, was actually like fairly close to him for a time. And I'm not going to go in like in all the details of it. Um, and, but like we used to go over to Charles Barkley's house when I was a kid and really, yeah, um, I was really young and I, I barely remember it. Like I can kind of remember him, but this is a story my dad says, uh, that, that happened where, I was sitting on Charles Barkley's counter in his house, and Charles Barkley had a uh, black Pebble Tech pool. So he had like the the inside of his pool um, basically had these like little black uh, stones in it that, et cetera. You get the idea. And I said to Charles Barkley, uh, "Hey, you know Charles, your pool is black, just like you are." Oh. <laughs> Which he, which he, he laughed. This, and I was young. I have no memory of this event. In the story that has been relayed to me, Charles Barkley thought that was very funny. Wow, I, <laughs> I've never known this about you. I mean, it's I don't remember it. It's all stuff that's like been told to me. So it's not like I can go brag. Like, yeah, when I was younger, I knew Charles Barkley. I don't know. And you were a baby racist. <laughs> but it's, that wasn't racist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So yeah, wow. obviously Charles and I still hang out today. I did see him <laughs> on an airplane once. He was in first class, and I I like wanted to say you know like oh hey I'm I'm Tom Luzader's son, um, but I didn't did not get the chance to do that. He looked very annoyed to be on that airplane, so I just decided <laughs> not to talk to him. Wow. I mean, may, may, who knows? Like, you could be Charles Barkley's best friend right now. <laughs> I seriously doubt it, but... I mean, dare to dream, I guess. Is Charles Barkley a good person? Like, I, I really haven't kept up on the Barkster uh, in a while, so I don't really know, like, what his deal is. Maybe uh, you don't want to be friends with him. I know he does commentary for nba games so he can't be too bad or else he wouldn't have a job right now that's true that's fair uh i did find it amusing in the movie that michael jordan's dog was named charles yeah was that because of charles barkley or because it's charles barkley because it's a dog uh... (laughs) oh yeah okay yep there it is yeah, I didn't put that together until I was an adult either. I I, I did have a, mom, a momentary chuckle. Like I put it in my in my notes, just like very funny. His dog is named Charles. That's funny. 
And there was the scene um, when Charles Barkley was going around. I just I saw this in my notes where he he's going around and like there's all these girls playing basketball and they're like, oh, you know, play basketball with us. And he he plays with them and is obviously terrible because his talent has been stolen um, by aliens. And then the girls are telling him to leave. But th- this is a line in the movie. I had subtitles on. The girl is telling him, be gone. Get out of here. Be gone. It's like, what? Be gone? Like, why is that? Why would that be what you say to Charles Barkley? I, th- I think one of them also says, you're not the real Charles Barkley. <laughs> you're just someone who looks like him. <laughs> I love, like, this world where some fake Charles Barkley is going around to play a bunch of teenage girls in basketball right yeah and then later he's like telling the psychiatrist about that scene and the psychiatrist is like how long have you been having this dream for (laughs) and i think that's a pretty funny line too um because like that is such a like like most of the movie it's just such a ridiculous premise that like the psychiatrist just won't accept that that's a real thing that happened to charles barkley it is funny. There, there are little funny things like when the the team is putting on the gas masks because they refuse to go into the locker room. And right. they, they pull out a bunch of gas masks, and also like Wayne Knight digging the giant hole on the golf course. He's he's clearing the divot or something like yeah, that. He's, he's fixing and the guy the just divot, accepts yeah. it. Yeah, and it's just like the idea that this golf course would let him be out there with a shovel, just digging away. Yeah, and then. At the end, like when Michael Jordan comes back, like he goes to play in a baseball game and he just comes in a UFO and then he just gets out and starts playing baseball and no one really questions it too much. Right? I mean, it's a minor league heck? game, so. Right, he was in the minor leagues? I thought he was in, in, the, in the, he was in the pro league. Uh, I don't know in real life because again I didn't follow sports that closely. But in the in the movie, he was in a uh, a minor league team. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So he he played in the minor leagues, which is like uh, you still get play paid to play baseball, but you're just not in like the main MLB. Right. You're not gotcha. in the big show. Gotcha. Which minor league Fair games enough. are fun? I'm gonna say like if you have a minor league uh team in your town like go to minor league games they're super chill you can get in for like dirt cheap and they're just like they're a fun time so fun fact i'm in a car outside of a minor league game right now and i took a break to record this episode what what minor league team uh the lehigh valley iron pigs uh, which is the philadelphia phillies uh there's one of their minor league teams and it's like the closest to the majors you can get without being in the majors. Did you say wow. the iron pigs? Yeah. Cause, uh, the town that it's in used to be a steel making town. Uh, and iron pig is like a thing with steel production. Hmm. Dang. That's pre- I love that name though. Iron pigs. I also like that you're just you're you're here you you had the dedication of the show to be here and record, um, which is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, thanks. Uh, sorry, Iron Pigs were taken away 
somebody from your game tonight. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. If come they lose, us. it's not our fault. If they win, it's it's because of us. To be fair, I would leave most things to talk about Space Jam. <laughs> hey, honey, look, I know today is our wedding, but I gotta go talk Space Jam. I'm sorry. <laughs> someone, someone on the internet is saying Space Jam is bad, and I need to go put them in their place. <laughs> I need to go. I need to go yell at them in all caps. Yes, yeah, saying Space Jam is bad. It's it's interesting. Because it's not. I'm not going to say that Space Jam is like amazing. It it's amazing in a in a certain definition of the word, don't, right? But like, get into your final it's, thoughts it's, right it's, now. Care you careful, boy? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that like it's so like how you would break it up in the sense that like it's on some level it's a technical achievement, especially for the time in terms of like, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan isn't necessarily the world's greatest actor, um, but he did a serviceable job for interacting with literally nothing. Oh, um, have you on top of the, the blend of animation with real, sorry, with David. Oh, sorry. I, I don't mean to like, no, finish, finish your thought and I'll, I'll, I'll say it. No, no, I was just, but like, obviously it's a, it's a movie with barely any plot and, you know, obviously it's, it's a, a geared for kids and it's a comedy and it's supposed to be zany and all of that. Um, it's hard for me to say that like, Oh, space jam is good, but, um, it's good. I don't really know where that was going to end. <laughs> uh, so I think there might be videos. I know there's at least images, um, of Michael Jordan filming this because, you know, as you said, he's, he's acting against tunes. So there's not like the, the voice actors there, but they still had people in green screen suits. Uh, and it is just, it is really bizarre to see because it's Michael Jordan. I'm looking at one right now. It's Michael Jordan just on uh, like a green set. It's entirely green floor and wall. And then there's like five guys in these green suits around him. And he's there in like the Space Jam jersey. It's just, it's a really weird visual and totally kind of changes like the, the way the game or the, like the, the movie, that part of the movie like plays out in my mind now. Mm. Yeah. It's something I really love about this movie is that it is just a product of its time. Oh, like, yeah. you know, Talk, talking about the Wayne Knight scene earlier where he becomes a balloon. Like, that's revolutionary CGI for the time. Um, but I think a great um, model of this, um, I just dropped a link in the show chat to... They have preserved the original Space Jam website. Oh, yeah. And if if you went to spacejam.com up until this year, it would be that website link I just sent you. Uh and it is incredible just how like like late 90s early 2000s that website is and i love that they have preserved it and i think that's a lot of the appeal of the movie yeah i remember um before like the sequels actually happening because it was you know in talks forever um that was one of one of the kind of the the wonders of the internet you know uh, was that the Space Jam website was completely unchanged, but they were still paying for the hosting. Like, they were still keeping it up until now. And I appreciate that they have kept. You can go on there and look at Planet B-Ball, which I'm looking at now, and looking at player bios. 
Oh boy, this is. Oh man, this is some real GeoCity stuff. Wait, you're on it. I just went to spacejam.com and it goes to New Legacy. So if you go to spacejam.com slash 1996, oh. you'll get. Oh, can I give me oh, some wow. of these? Can I download any of these screensavers still? Oh boy. <laughs> Fingers crossed. This is amazing. I feel so comforted by this website. Like it really feels like a nostalgia blanket. Like. It's, I feel like I'm a kid again, like sitting in computer class, definitely not paying attention and surfing the web. And oh my gosh. So if you go to the, if you click on the store one as well, they have, um, they have some merchandise that I imagine a lot of this has to be fairly new. That is like just really, really pushing on nostalgia, but you can buy a bunch of classic geared space jam memorabilia you can i kind of want that toon squad sweatshirt though i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm honestly a little tempted myself oh boy uh let the, can we talk about lola bunny who was created out of whole cloth for this movie yes we can we can talk about lola bunny um she is basically just there to be sexy but she's gonna tell you don't treat her just like a sex object. Well, then simultaneously, mostly acting like a sex object. I mean, she was very confusing for a lot of kids. And some might say, depending on how deep into the internet you go, still is. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't we don't go on don't, don't go on those websites. Don't be, <laughs> make sure safe search is on when you're searching Lola Bunny. Yeah, which is in the new one. I don't know if you guys have seen the new one yet, Not but yet. she yeah. does make an appearance and is they like do everything in their power to do the opposite of that <laughs> uh and i think they wanted the internet not to make her a sex object and then the internet kind of decided they were going to keep doing that anyway yeah that's a that's a losing battle you can't, <laughs> you can't tell that's, the internet not to do something if, most if of the you, time if you tell the internet not to do something, the general response is they do it even more. Yeah. 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 That was a mistake. Yeah. Well, it's, have you, have either of you ever seen the side by side image of Lola Bunny and Natalie Dormer? I have Lola not. Bunny and Natalie Dormer? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. This is, I mean, this is uh, great. Pie. Hold on a second. I guarantee I can find this in, in seconds i mean i'm, I'm looking at a side by side of natalie dormer and lola bunny right now and i mean if they <laughs> ever made a live live action uh space jam with humans in prosthetics i know natalie dormer is a shoe and i would say i'm just saying like there's there's a certain like there's definitely a, a certain look I feel like I'm making, I'm sounding like a total creep right now. Like people, there's going to be rumors like David Luzader is a, is a furry for Lola Bunny. It's not true. Or he's a furry for Natalie Dormer. Hard to say. <laughs> Go, going to furry conventions in a Natalie Dormer suit. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. This took a weird turn. Uh, I'm on the press box on the Space Jam website trying to act like that never happened. And, guys, there's no Space Jam news at the moment. I hate to tell you. 
that's uh that's had yeah it's also not true a sequel came out yeah, yeah but well, like, not in 1996 news that's true and it already came out you got yeah, me there. give it the times david but, i mean you'd think they'd throw something up on there to be like hey go watch our new movie on hbo max now no I just want to buy like a Windows Vista computer and go on that website. <laughs> just get oh like, my god, get like one of my old Emacs or something, whatever it was called back in the day. That'd be awesome. iMac. No, they're okay. Now I have to Google it because I'm pretty sure that the one Emac, E. Yeah, eMac. You, I think it predates the iMac, if I recall. Well, excuse me. Yeah, I think the iMac, the eMac was like a little. I don't know what you want to call it, like a. Oh, this one thing. Yeah. I remember this one. I was very fortunate to have one, though. I can only imagine how slow that thing actually was. Right, that's something like this website. It's like fun to look at. But I think about really accessing the internet back in the day, and like that, it loads in a second for us now. But back then, you know, two minutes just for the homepage to load. And you would have hurt your wrist just because you had to be moving the mouse back and forth in order to get the page to load faster. You know? Wait, what? You, you never did that. If like an image was loading, you'd kind of run the mouse back and forth over it, and it possibly made the image load faster nick I, I need i need to know that you know that didn't work no no, no <laughs> i'm I, I i'm pretty sure it helps i definitely still do that to this day <laughs> if i'm in a place with slow internet it's i mean any, anything will help at that point you know i just start hitting like reload if especially if I'm on my phone and something's not loading i just start hitting a reload like that's gonna suddenly make it work <laughs> Or, like, sometimes I, like, highlight the text on the page, too, and then just unclick off of it and highlight it again. I mean, you can't tell me that stuff doesn't work. So five people in this movie lose their basketball talent. And then the NBA decides no more basketball for the, for the rest of the year. For, for maybe ever. They cancel basketball in this film. <laughs> Which is pretty I mean, prophetic given how sports went on hiatus during COVID, too. But they, are they still yeah. found a way? Um, I was going to say that's pretty accurate because I think the NBA had one guy get COVID and then they shut down for the season. Oh. Uh, well. And so that's pretty accurate. Well, never mind. Egg on my face. I, I just love that, like, it just how dramatic it was. It doesn't, like really get i mean gets resolved because michael jordan comes back to basketball and saves it which is i think what the message of this film is is that michael basketball needed michael jordan in the 90s he's basketball jesus (laughs) what uh yeah no i i did i did like i mean like i said before the the scenes with like the basket like them trying to figure out like, I, I feel like watching this film as a kid gave me such an inflated sense of, like, how important and central basketball was, is to, like, daily, like, life, you know? Um, you know, it's like government or basketball and then, like, government. <laughs> and then 
so I don't know what you know what I mean because like the scene like when the guy cancels it and there's like hazmat people all over like a random basketball stadium um random to me I'm sure someone could probably guess exactly what stadium it was um but yeah it, uh, this movie definitely I can see it I can see my younger self and I can see how like inflated my sense of basketball was because of this like i think even though i wasn't a basketball kid like if i oh sorry not basketball kid but not like a sports kid if i had to have picked a favorite sport um of my childhood it would have been basketball possibly because of space jam <laughs> space jam was the most important thing in in all of our lives at some i just point. can't get over the fact that you were sitting on charles barkley's counter <laughs> We've known each other for like a billion years, and I never knew that. I was a, I was, I was a real little kid. I just feel like it's something you'd bring up on like the third time we talked. You know? uh, on the third date, on the th- <laughs> you thought that I'd bring it up on the third date, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. It's one of those things where, like, if you can't remember it, and like someone has to tell you that it happened when you were a kid, it's like it doesn't have any real relevance to me. Uh, debatable. Anyway, is it has any- relevance to me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there no. anything else about Space Jam, just as uh, we're, we're winding down a little bit? Is there anything else about Space Jam we haven't talked about that anybody wants to bring up? Uh, I don't think we've talked about Danny DeVito very much. That's true. That's true. He's not in the movie a ton. But he does no. have one of my favorite lines. I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. What what about yeah. Danny DeVito? What about him? I I think his voice work is very good. I think he did exactly what he needed to in that role. Um, as for his character, um, they did just kind of, for this kind of film, need an over-the-top villain, and he, again, fills in very well. Um, I love this scene where he's describing to Michael Jordan uh what the stakes of this basketball game are uh and the little animatic where he's like and you're gonna come and you're gonna be my slave forever and you're gonna play basketball against small children but you're always gonna lose and i think that's just an incredible scene the art on it is i actually really did like the art on that part that you're talking about i like that it was a different style than everything else we've been seeing up till that point um but yeah i like that as well I also did like that the, the amusement park was called Moron Mountain. I don't know why. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was about to bring that up. It was, it tickled me. Yeah. It's also fun at the end uh, when with the Monstars, uh, Michael Jordan goes to them and it's just kind of like, you know, you don't have to listen to this dude anymore. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right, because we can beat him up now. Just an important lesson to learn as a kid. If you can beat somebody up, you don't have to listen to them. Yeah, moral of the story. I mean, I don't, I don't know what other moral there would be. Um, so I meant to put this on social media. We we we've been doing a segment where we ask people for, uh, we just ask them a question and you know to get their responses. And and I I dropped the ball on this one. I'm going to admit it, but I still like the question, so I still want to ask it here um, for the two of you. Excluding the Looney Tunes, what cartoon world would you want on your side in a basketball game? Oh. 
Um, what cartoon world? Like any cartoon, or sort of like a Looney Tunes esque cartoon? Well, yeah, no, any, any. I think like if you know, if you know, if you had to play a basketball game against intergalactic uh, monsters, and you got to pick where your team, what what cartoon world your team is coming from, who would you pick? I don't know why this is the one that came to mind, but I'm going to say the cast of Cowboy Bebop. That would be pretty fun. Also, I think Spike seems pretty tall. Yeah, he seems pretty limber. Spike and Jet would do pretty well. Uh, Don't know about Ed, though. I mean, given how loosely they play basketball in... The in Space Jam, I mean, Ed could probably. It's been a long time since I've seen Cowboy Bebop. Calculate something on a computer to make the. I don't there know. There were drones. <laughs> there were drones. Ed... She could control a drone, or Ian. She'd throw Ian. Like Ian would catch the ball, and Ian Ein. was like a smart dog. He would. It would be fine. Ein. The dog's name is Ein. Ein. What? Ian. Ein. Same thing. No, it's not. Same thing. No, it's. Hey, what? What a, what a what a cartoon would you? What'd you do? I think I would probably do if I want to win. I'd probably pick like DC. Like there's like Justice League <laughs> cartoons. That's true. And if I want to win, and they explore that a little bit in uh, Space Jam too, where LeBron James is like, I want to get Superman. Um, but I feel like if I want to win, that's probably it. <laughs> um, I don't think they would be the most fun to play with though, because they would be pretty elitist, and I probably wouldn't get the ball ever. <laughs> that's a fair point i think what you did uh, for me i would i would go with adventure time because i yeah because uh jake can you know twist his body in all sorts of shapes and he'd probably score a lot of baskets finn's got a lot of heart uh he he definitely give it his all marceline can fly that seems important and uh and princess bubblegum is super smart i'm sure that's going to come in handy I think that 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 our our designation for like a good basketball team is like they can fly or they can contort their body well and stuff. If we're going Not by like, tune, you know, tune Marceline has a really good three pointer shot. You know, <laughs> look, man. If we're going by if we're going by Looney Tunes Space Jam logic, then it's got to be who who can do crazy tune things. Though for some reason in the first half they wouldn't do tune anyway. Not important. This is the part of the show where we. Ask the question, is this worth visiting today or does it stay in the Hall of Memory? DJ, you brought this here. What do you think of Space Jam? Yeah, um, obviously, talking about the nostalgia I have for this, uh, that definitely permeates my brain a lot when thinking about this film. However, uh, I do think this is a cultural touchstone for a lot of different things, and uh i just graduated college recently and i can't tell you how many people i just saw walking around campus with like bugs bunny or bill murray or just space jam tune squad jerseys on so i think this is still worth visiting even if you don't have a history with it uh because of how much of an impact and an imprint it left on our culture interesting hadn't quite considered that angle of it nick what do you think um yeah i mean i guess kind of picking up from what i was saying before it's a it's a wacky film 
Um, but honestly, like it, it's definitely a great kids film, uh, and certainly with some adult overtones. Um, g- given that we just got a, a sort of sequel this year, I haven't watched the the sequel yet, though. I, I guess it's on my to to do list. But I mean, I I do, I have a new appreciation for Space Jam now. Um, and it, it was a fun one to come back to, just because like I remember it being so prevalent in my mind as a child like i think i even had like monstar toys and stuff like that so it definitely it captured me and yet it seemed like it very much just existed back then it had no relevance to me today but upon rewatching it like i forgot like how much i enjoyed like looney tunes and it feels like for the wackiness of looney tunes so many cartoons like say you mentioned it um like adventure time like that sort of abstract wacky zany you know, serial type shows um, like they've just gone so much further than the Looney Tunes I remember. And yet, I mean, we wouldn't probably have gotten them without Looney Tunes. So I think the characters are still fun The in the movie itself, like the animation, honestly, like it holds up pretty well for today. Like it really has that sort of premium animation for the time. Um, Michael Jordan, you know, he's never going to win an Oscar, I guess. I mean, fingers crossed, we can hope. But, um, I mean, he, I think he did a pretty good job. And, you know, Wayne Knight and Bill Murray and all of them, like, it's just, it's it's a fun movie, you know? Like, I, I think just keep it there. It's still, watch it with your kids or honestly watch it by yourself. It's it's just, it's a good time. Hmm. All right. I guess I'm going to be a little bit the odd man out because I thought this movie was fine. Um I got a little bit bored when the basketball started and it gets a little more amusing in the second half of the basketball game, but it's, I mean, it's a kid's movie. It's very clearly a kid's movie. Um, and that's totally fine. Like me watching it as an adult, I was like, yeah, okay. I could have gone the rest of my life really without having watched this ever again. Um, I think there are some people who have some strong nostalgia goggles for it, but not in the way that it's like offensive, in any sort of way, like I wouldn't stop my kids from watching it like, oh, the messaging is so bad or or whatever. Um, but me as an adult, I'm just like, OK, that was uh, that was an hour and a half of my life. It's an hour and 28 minutes. So it's not even in a, a full, you know, full hour and a half. Um, those are our thoughts on it. We want to hear what you think out there about Space Jam. Are, are Nick and DJ right? And it's, you know, it's got a lot more merit than I'm giving it. Let us know. Do you side with me? Let me know. Uh, in the meantime, DJ, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Where can people find you and the Noise Noodles? Yeah. Um, so Noise Noodles, we're on just about every social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, our YouTube channel. We make music. We also make sketches. Uh, we also make other just weird oddball videos that we enjoy making. Um, so please go and subscribe. Uh, to be honest, uh, we haven't dropped some content in a little bit, but we do have stuff planned and we are planning to release more stuff soon. So please go check us out. Excellent. People go to the show notes. You'll get a link there to their YouTube channel. So go there and hit subscribe and uh, check out what they got now and wait for what's coming up. Nick, thanks for being here as always. David, thank you for having me. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at palblamshazam underscore art or on Twitter at palblamshazam. 
If people want to find me, it's Davlas, D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Find me there. If you want to find the show, hit me one more pod is where you can find us on social media around the internet or hit me one more time.com. Listening audience, thank you so much for being here today. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Hey!